This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Yeah, happy to be here. So where are you at the moment? What are you up to? I am uh, in Dallas, Texas. I was uh, just reading a bedtime story to my little girl when you called. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm sorry that we interrupted it. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's okay. Now, we do get to talk about your new album, The Hymn Sessions, Volume 1. As soon as I heard that you had made this, I thought, wow, Jimmy Needham has taken his hand of, you know, just fun music, that soulful edge to these classic hymns. What is the Jimmy Needham approach to hymns? Uh, it's, you know, for me, it was just, um, trying to take as many risks as possible, honestly. You know, I I think you'd agree there's, there's just a lot of, uh, Hems records out there. And I thought, you know, if I ever do this, I, I don't want it to just be one more addition to a big pile of, of Hems music. I I wanted, I wanted, if I was going to make a Hems record to, to take, more risks than anybody had to this point and uh and so we we did i mean we we really stepped out on a limb with a lot of these uh songs and uh i think the product is a really just different diverse um uh, sort of fun uh take on a lot of these old hymns and what was it that actually made you decide to take up the the mantle of approaching hymns? It is your first independent project, so quite an interesting one to choose as your first, you know, step into that kind of area. Yeah, you know, this whole uh, record being uh, uh, public right now is is, is all a bit of um, uh, an unexpected adventure for me. I, I didn't. Uh, I I made this record, uh, believe it or not, about. Uh, um, about a year ago, a year and a half ago, uh, and um, I made it as a gift uh, for uh, a handful of my fans uh, who had donated to my um, my previous record, Clear the Stage. They had helped fund it, and they had funded over and above what I was expecting. So I took that money. I made a, just a special record for, for them to say thanks, and that was the Hem Sessions. And the reason that we're even talking about it right now is <laughs> because I called, uh, there are about 300 folks. I called up all 300 uh, last year um, to just say thanks again um, and uh, wanted to see how they were jo- enjoying um, Clear the Stage uh, and all that. And it was a fairly common occurrence for me to be on the phone and hear this on the other end. Um, Jimmy, I haven't really gotten around to listening to Clear the Stage yet. I've been so taken by your Hems record. <laughs> And, uh, and so, you know, you can imagine what, I, uh, what I'm thinking at that point, you know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so we decided let's, let's, let's share it with the public. So we really need to be thanking them for making sure that we were able to get this album in the end. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you, should, you should call them all up. Totally. Yeah. I'll take down the 300 names and I'll just get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I imagine part of the, um, I get, not necessarily struggle, but one of the considerations that you would have had was that there's such um, a lot of old school language in a lot of the old hymns. How did you navigate translating that into something that was going to be received in a modern context? Yeah. Well, you know, I think... Um I think because so many of these songs are so familiar, there's there's a um, the learning curve is less intense. You know, we we're, we all um, are pretty familiar with songs like "Great Is Thy Faithfulness," even though you might not say, you know, "Where did you put thy baseball bat?" You know, you wouldn't yeah. say that. But uh, we're, we're 
we're familiar now with with that language because because we sing these so often in church. But you know, I did again want to push the limits a little bit uh, in that and sort of help bring it to a modern context. So um, you know, one song that comes to my mind is uh, "How Great Thou Art," a very popular hem that uh, was made popular by the Billy Graham Association back in the day. And, you know, I thought, well, um, certainly if, if uh, ever there was a, a, a song not to tamper with the, uh, the music of, it's this one. So let's go ahead and tamper with it. Um, and I'm still kind of waiting for the lightning bolt. To <laughs> I'm kind of, <laughs> kind of scared. Of, I maybe broke some, some uh, 11th <laughs> commandment. But... Um, uh, but uh, I invited my friend Trip Lee, who's a hip-hop artist, uh, out. We've done a number of songs together at this point, and, and I just said, hey, man, why don't you try to reimagine uh, what the original hem writer was, uh, was trying to convey to his audience, um, and you reimagine it for our audience. You know? So he took verse one and verse two and sort of reinvented in a modern context a way to convey those same ideas. And so now this song exists that, you know, it's, it's how great thou art, but it's it's... <laughs> it's got triple E. More complex than that, you know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it is how great thou art anymore, but uh, uh, but certainly I think that we we had a lot of fun with it, and the the, the response from my fans has been overwhelming uh, in in support of, of that, and so that's been really cool. Yeah, well, I reckon you guys probably would be the first to bring a rap into some of the hymns, which I just can't wait <laughs> to hear that track. I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And were there some other highlights for you during the recording process? Maybe some standout tracks or moments in the studio for you guys. Yeah, um, you know, I think of it's, it's sort of the whole record. I, I haven't felt this way for for, for so long with the, the making of a record because I did this as an independent. Um, I, you know, I didn't have to answer to anybody, so I kind of just did whatever I wanted. So that made it's the you know the creation of every track sort of a, a whole more much more exciting process. Like I think about uh, Rock of Ages, uh, a classic hymn you know, very weighty content. Uh, it was the last day, I believe, of, of tracking um, in the studio. And we, I had, because I produced it, I just had so many other things on my radar that this, this song was just sort of looming out there, the one song I hadn't really thought through what I wanted to do with it. And so it was kind of terrifying. It's the last day. I don't know what I'm going to make it sound like. And, uh, you know, it was more pragmatic than anything. We just kind of looked around at what was what was on our desk and stuff, and and decided to throw up a mic into the room and and just started beating on stuff. So we started creating a beat on the table with with our fists, and then we we started slapping microphone stands around and we <laughs> a tambourine, and we shook that. And I was like, I mean, you know what? What I, I can't get kicked off a label, right? And just do it. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, uh, but what happened was it, it ended up being this really organic, like KT Tunstall sort of um, really fun, uh, almost Mumfordy uh, song that, uh, man, is now one of my favorite songs to play live, certainly. Mm. Uh, and, it, and it all started with, with not knowing what the heck we were going to do. <laughs> Some of the best stuff comes out of those moments. I love it. <laughs> That's right. Now, it is Volume 1, so can we expect a Volume 2, 3, 4, maybe? <laughs> well, I sure hope so. Otherwise, uh, that was a very confusing move. <laughs> um, yeah, I um, I think so. You know, I just wanted to... Uh, it, it, it's, 
I don't want to say it's easy, but it's easier to to turn out a record when you don't have to write all of the uh, lyrical content for it than otherwise. So I I know this is something that that I can turn out with relative ease for my fans, and who doesn't want to hear more music anyway? So mm. uh, so yes, absolutely, be looking forward to that. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.